story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody and welcome to Story Time with Mama G and the spooky season is very much upon us isn't it exciting of course it is everyone likes being spooked just a little bit don't they well I'll be absolutely honest I don't enjoy being spooked got a very weak constitution when it comes to that and in actual fact Creating these spooky stories over the last few weeks has um, given me some sleepless nights when I go to bed because my mind is whirring with all sorts of possibilities. And of course, you will know, dear listener, that these stories aren't really scary at all. It's just the words scare me. You know, like I, I get nervous about ghosts. I do. I can't help it. So maybe I wouldn't like to meet one, like I said in last week's story. Anyway. Well, and don't forget, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories. But I tell you what, as you are listening to this quite possibly on October the 30th, shall we just go ahead and get a bit spooky? Because tomorrow is Halloween, and this story is perfect for Halloween. This story is called The Tale. Of Headless Horace and his horse. It all started late one night, in the dead of winter, when the whole village was asleep. If they'd been awake, they would have heard. And each night, this noise would get faster, and faster, and faster. The noise started to wake the villagers up. They rubbed their eyes and looked for what was making the sound. When they finally spotted it, somehow, some wailed. But most of them screamed. For this is the tale of Headless Horace and his horse. <laughs> For many years, Horace and his horse had been in the king's army. They were pretty good at what they did, although the horse would often get distracted by sweet-smelling grass. And Horace would often get distracted by his reflection in another soldier's armour. Ding dong, you're not wrong. And one day, 
This is exactly where Horace and his horse found themselves. Completely distracted. If they'd been paying attention, they might have noticed the soldier galloping towards them with his sword pointing at Horace. But they didn't. And so it was that the soldier galloped off with Horace's head on his sword. Now, for most people, this would be the end of the story. But not for Horace. Horace vowed that he would keep travelling from village to village until he found his head. Now, not a lot of people know this, but horses have an excellent sense of smell. Huh? Well, it's more acute than that of humans, but less sensitive than that of dogs. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. And in one of these villages, Horace's horse started to smell. Horace! He started to smell Horace! So at midnight... When everyone was asleep, the horse and Horace would ride into the village. And try to find Horace's head. The villagers were so fast asleep that the horse would forget there might be people there. And each night, he would get a little louder. Until one day, he woke the villagers up. And they got the fright of their lives. Some howled. Some wailed. But most of them screamed. Horace waved his hands as the horse ran around the village, but this made the villagers panic even more. They locked their doors, slammed their windows shut, and cried into their pillows. This started to happen every night at midnight, until the villagers got wise. They crept into their houses and turned off all the lights. They made the dogs stop barking. And the cats stop meowing. And even the wind from winding. Then they would all lie in their beds, shaking, sweating, and waiting for the moment they heard. No one knew what the headless horseman wanted. They just knew that these stories never ended well. And the adults knew their children must never know that their village was haunted. Once Horace and his horse became a faint noise in the distance, everyone would breathe a sigh of relief Phew. and go to sleep. Mm. But one night, a little girl called Mary woke up just before midnight. She yawned and stretched and got out of bed to get herself a glass of water. She was walking back to her chamber when a shadow moved past the window. 
A cold chill came over the house. Mary froze. No, no, not that kind of freeze. The standstill kind of freeze. Yes, that's better. But curiosity got the better of Mary, as it always does in these stories. And she opened the window and peered out. There, she saw Horace in the middle of the village square, frantically waving his arms around as usual. Mary couldn't be sure, but she thought Horace needed to talk. To her, it looked like his arms were shouting. She put on her coat and closed the door behind her. <coughs> the village was so quiet that everyone heard the door close. Dogs started barking again. Cats started meowing. And the wind started howling. Everyone got out of bed and went to their windows and watched Mary walking towards Headless Horace and his horse. If you listened closely, you could just hear the sound of Mary's mum crying. <laughs> this was surely the end for Mary. She was about to be the Headless Horseman's first victim. With each step that Mary took towards Horace, her mum's fearful crying became louder and louder and louder. And then Mary started to wave her hands around. Mary's mum stopped crying and watched. Mary's hands were saying, Hello, I'm Mary. How are you? And Horace's hands said, I'm Horace, I'm okay, but I seem to have lost my head. Have you seen it? And Mary said, No, but I'll help you search. Horace put his hands down. His horse knelt down. And Mary went towards them. The whole village was watching. And worried voices started to call out, No! Don't do it! But Mary took Horace's hand and helped him off the horse and then took him inside her house. You see, since Horace had lost his head, he hadn't been able to hear. So he'd had to find a new way to communicate. And Mary had never been able to hear. So she'd never known about any of the commotion. She'd just spotted a man using sign language to ask a question and the village. They realised that just because someone isn't like them, that's not a reason to be scared of them. And they all lived happily ever after. Oh, wait. What about Horace's head? Well, they did find it. In a field. It had been there for quite a long time. And let's just say, it had become the thing of nightmares. So they left it where it was. Horace was doing fine without it. <laughs>
Well, how was that for a spooky story? Now, I had a little bit of help with that story because it was suggested by my friend Amy, who you may well have come across if you've been to any of my live shows or watched any of my Facebook lives on, um, well, Facebook. Amy's the one who presses the buttons, makes sure, makes sure that you can hear me, uh, responds to your comments on Facebook. Uh, she's really rather marvellous, and I'm, I'm very excited that we are now able to share the story of the tale of Headless Horace and his horse and that was suggested to me by Amy. Oh, and I've just remembered... My goodness, I've just remembered I've got very something something very, very, very exciting to share with you at the end of this podcast. My goodness, I've only just remembered. Oh, oh, oh. I won't tell you what it is. Although if you have read the title of the podcast, then you will already know. But it is exciting and you're going to have to wait until the very end. Um, because first things first, we need to do a book of the week. Now, I discovered the book of the week thanks to my good friends at Anderson Press, because this is indeed an Anderson Press special. It is called How to Make Friends with a Ghost, and it is by Hannah Peck. My darlings, it's Mamma G from the future here. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to correct myself on something. Uh, How to Make Friends with a Ghost is not by Hannah Peck. It is by Rebecca Green. So if you hear me referring to Hannah or Hannah Peck, I do, of course, mean Rebecca or Rebecca Green. My sincerest of apologies. Uh, my excuse for this is that this week, Hannah Peck, who is also a marvellous illustrator, has been doing an Instagram takeover on the Anderson Press Instagram page. And uh, she was fresh in my mind because I've also recently read Vampire Peter, which uh, she has published with Ben Manley. My goodness, I hope I've got that name right. And that's also a marvellous book, but it is not the book of the week. Although it could be the book of the week. Maybe it will be the book of the week this time next year. Although vampires, of course, my darlings, are throughout the year. They're not just for Halloween, just like Labradors. They're not just for Christmas. This was Mamma G of the Future, reporting from Not Under Her Duvet, hence the slightly poorer sound quality, and handing back to Mamma G of the past. And it is, let me tell you, a rather wonderful book. It's a picture book, and but it's not really a story. 
it's a gentle introduction to the best way to be friends with a ghost. I mean, it does exactly what it says on the front cover. Uh, it's very gentle, it's very funny, and it's very lovely at the end. It's, a, it's such a special book. It's written in a, a lovely, simple way. The illustrations are beautiful. There's like a moomin quality to them. But not any actual moomins in there, of course. But the, the humans look like the human characters used to in, in Moomin Land. And it's all very well coordinated. It's all grey and orangey hues, if you will. And it's split into parts. We have our um, introduction. And then we learn the ghost basics, which is um, how you meet a ghost, how you treat a ghost. And then we have how to look after a ghost. That's ghost care. And then part three is growing together. So this book does assume that you meet a ghost when you're a younger person and that the ghost and you stay together until you're until you are elderly. But of course, the ghost does not age. Um, and it's I was so taken with it when I read it. It was such a surprise to me, this book. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I normally go for bright, colourful, funny things. But this, as I was reading it, it just got me in in all my feels, as they say. It got my heartstrings. It caught them by surprise. And I liked it so much that I asked Anderson Press if I could record it for my YouTube channel. So if you go and find me on YouTube, just search for at Mermaidry Stories, you will find that uh, hopefully today, if I've got my uh, mind together, I've released a video of me reading this absolutely stunning book. But may I suggest that you also go and get your very own copy. Um, I will, of course, put a link to finding copies of the book in uh, the description. Uh, it will probably be for hive.co.uk because that way you can also support your local independent bookseller. Um, but if not, it will be for somewhere. But I feel so strongly about this book. Uh, because also the good thing is, is like I was saying earlier, I am scared of ghosts. I've got no reason to be scared of ghosts because I have never met one. But this book did help put things into perspective for me. You know, like when your parents, your grown-ups, say to you, don't stamp on the ants, because to an ant you're much bigger. And you suddenly go, oh, yes I am. And the, this book made me think that maybe ghosts are just as nervous and just as scared of humans as I feel towards them. So I'm going to try and be a bit more open-minded in that respect. But I will be absolutely honest with you. I still don't want to meet a ghost. And, uh, in fact, I might... I might just close my curtains in a minute because it's very dark outside and I am starting to get nervous. You see, I told you I got nervous around these things. But I'm sure you're a lot braver than I am. And if you are feeling brave, then please, my darlings, do find yourself a copy of How to Make Friends with a Ghost by Hannah Peck, because it really is the most wonderful book. I, I'm looking at the illustrations now and I, I can't stop. I can't take my eyes away from them. It's so gentle. It's so... It's just so lovely. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, I'm very happy with this book. Thank you to Anderson Press for introducing it to me and thank you to Hannah Peck for her marvellous 
marvellous um, work. Our contribution to Halloween is what I was going to say. Um, yes, How to Make Friends with a Ghost by Hannah Peck and published by Anderson Press. Well, I've closed the curtains now, so I'm not feeling nearly as jumpy. You'll be pleased to know. And we are now at the end of Storytime with Mama G. Another podcast episode comes to a close. And this was episode 51. Congratulations if you have been listening with me this entire time. You are a marvel. I truly, truly, truly do appreciate it. Um, now, as it is Halloween, you have some opportunities to see me on stage telling some ghost stories. Oh, I hope I'm brave enough. Now, if you're listening on October the 30th, you can find me today at 5pm at the Stanley Halls in South Norwood, where um, I will be Mama G's Storytime Spooktacular. Tickets are um, available online and I'm sure available at the venue. Also, I hope they're available at the venue. It's going to be rather marvellous and we're going to have a guest appearance from Bunmi Gabriel for reasons which will become clear ever so short. Oh, pardon me, I hiccuped. Ever so shortly. And then tomorrow you can find me at the tram shed in Woolwich at 10.30am, 1pm and 3.30pm uh, with Mamma G's Storytime Spooktacular. It's going to be absolutely marvellous. And if you do come and see me, Mamma G's Storytime Spooktacular, um, I would also recommend that you pop down into Woolwich Arsenal and visit the Farmer's Market because there's a rather wonderful artist there called Harper's Bizarre Art. And I would like you to go and visit her because her work is fantastic. And she did ask me if I would go and visit and I might well do so if the weather is not bad. But if the weather is bad, then I, I won't go and visit. But hopefully you can go and visit in my stead. And um, also Glitterbeam Radio. I'm there every Sunday at 1pm telling stories and uh, playing songs and just wittering on in general. And uh, you can still get tickets to see me in Rapunzel at the Woodville in Gravesend from the 11th of December to the 3rd of January. Just um, go to woodville.co.uk to book your tickets. And of course, don't forget that Eunice the Horse is being turned into a musical and will be gracing the stage of the Stanley Halls from December the 19th to December the 24th. And you can get tickets at stanleyhalls.org.uk slash box office. And that is the very exciting thing that I wanted to talk to you about. I am about to play you one of the songs from the show. It is sung by Bun McGabriel. It's written by Joanna Taylor. And it is called Touch the Sky. And it is a terribly beautiful song. Uh, you can also find it on my Facebook page, my YouTube channel, anywhere you like. 
And the exciting thing is, is that if you really like the song, you can sing it. All you need to do to be able to sing it and share it with me is to make a donations to Mermaids, which is the charity here in the UK that supports children who are experiencing, well, and young people who are experiencing gender dysphoria or are considering themselves transgender. And it also works with their parents and um, care staff. Um, you can make a donation to Mermaids. And as a thank you, uh, you will be sent the backing track and the sheet music to Touch the Sky. And you can record your own version, live out your musical theatre dreams as you wish. Um, and of course, you can share it with me. And I would love to hear your versions of the song because it's absolutely beautiful. And you'll be supporting a very good cause at the same time. And don't forget, as usual, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just search for at Mamaji Stories and you will find me here, same time, same place, next week with more story time with Mamaji. Uh, please share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, review the podcast, because that would all be terribly helpful in helping people find it. And I will see you all next week. Au revoir. Say what you're supposed to say. Stand tall and proud, but don't ever give it away. Disappear into the crowd, be the best that you can be. But when it counts, there's not too many times you can fail before you start to lose your bounce. I'm safe. Safe can be just a little bit scary if your feet don't leave the ground. I was born without wings, but I will fly. Although I'm grounded now, I know I'll get there if I try. Down here I can't be free. Up there I could be free. in the wall There's a smudge in the painting I've learned to cover it all Without ever complaining I'm safe here in the ordinary Safe and sound But safe can be just a little bit scary If your feet don't leave the ground I was born without wings
Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time.